I did not know that she's an Australian, Kenny. I didn't know a bunch of stuff I'm reading here about her. There's a really neat USA Today piece from 14 hours ago where they talked to her. Hmm. <clears throat> After his death? Uh, evidently. After? Uh, it says, the headline is, Jeff Beck was a guitar god, but he was also human. Here's what happened when I met him. He was oh, a car freak. She makes reference to her kid. I didn't know she had a kid. No, isn't that, that's not written by her, is it? I read the same piece. Marco Della Cava. Yeah. But 9. that's. 9.56 p.m. January 11th. It's Marco relating his experience meeting Jeff Beck. Wait. Carlos, uh, Mrs. Carlos Correa is an attractive woman. Oh, I read that whole piece. Thinking it was her? No, it's oh the writer. God. The writer oh of the piece. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll be okay. Just, just put a shawl over me. <laughs> Give me a cup of warm milk. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. That's funny. Good. Yeah. Whenever I, when I do ever I do something stupid and I feel bad, I'm just going to bring that up. Hey, can you remember? When the, when... <laughs> do we know when the storms in California started? Was it Christmas day after Christmas? Or the 27th? Good. Sounds good. I think though. of the 27th. I hate to bring up the sense winds again, but that storm in uh, 1861 was 45 days. Wow. Can you imagine the uh, monetary damage if today they had a 45-day storm? Why don't you save that shit for the air? <laughs> <laughs> the names that she has played with. Oh, and I think she recognizes that fact too, right? She, she's not blind to the fact that she's hanging with some pretty heavy hitters. Yeah, no, she's, and she seems really... Uh, and she she has she deserves to be there because my goodness. oh yeah killer player yeah killer now I get to see who, who was playing with him last few years Joe it's a thousand no it is not <laughs> just just, just the show. They should get one of those little desktop thermometers so a guy can see exactly where it's at, so you can put it right in his face. Rhonda Smith was his bass player the last few years. She used to play with Prince, as a matter of fact. And I guess Tal did, too. Yeah. There's a great video, and I can't remember what song it was. Which so I went there. to look at my uh, U.S. bank account online, which I rarely, rarely do. <laughs> yeah. And I had, because Jennifer really is having trouble with her. Some U-Haul guys in Florida are charging shit to her bill, and oh. she called and got it straightened out. And I said, well, let's look at mine. And I couldn't log in. And she said, I'll do it. And she took my credit card and went upstairs <laughs> and, and checked my account. And then she cut up my credit card. 
thinking it was the one that she would had to get rid of. <laughs> so now I don't have a credit card. Well, you don't. I don't understand why that affects you, because you use cash for everything. No, oh, many times I have to use a credit card. What? Well, no, this is just coming this out is, for the first time yeah. now. Well, I don't use it as a debit. I mean, but if I'm going to buy something. I don't have enough Whoa, cash on me. I use a credit card. Double standards. Yeah, here. this is, we're going Both against the legend here. Well, you thought I didn't behind. own a credit card? We, we, well, we tell everybody. Like you don't. No, debit card I don't own. We Same say thing. Joe always uses cash. That's what we tell everybody. And then we shake our head and go, ha, <laughs> That song, because we've... in the wastebasket. That song, because <laughs> we've ended as lovers. Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's good to get If you don't cry middle. when you... Yeah, when you don't, if you perfect. don't cry when you hear that, you're not a human being. It's perfect. Oh my goodness! You know the story behind that song, right? No, not at all. I'll, Is it a I'll Jeff Beck it. song? Oh, I'll, Joe, I'll you share it. Well, who who did the song? It's a it's Jeff a Beck, Beck song, but he didn't yeah, write it. But you, I you I, need. I, yeah. I will share that with you. Who wrote it and why he has it? Go ahead. No, during the show when oh. I do his when I do his obit. You know what I learned. <laughs> That I didn't know, and obviously now you're going to treat me like I'm the dumbest guy. You dummy! Yeah, that Steve Stevie Wonder wrote a superstition for huh. Jeff. Really, that might be related to the story I'm going to tell during the obit. Then, and um, <laughs> see, I asked you not to be mean. You ready? You're being mean anyway. I'm sorry, Kenny. And I Stevie Wonder, apologize. Stevie Wonder's uh, record company got it out first correct. before Jeff could. That's correct, because Motown thought it would be a big hit, and they were correct, of course. The There's a version on the Internet of them playing that together. It's pretty darn cool. Yeah, he recorded it with Beck Bogart and Apice. Oh, he had, Car he had a band with Carmine Apice. Yep, and, he, and Tim Bogart was the bass player. It was supposed to be like a super group. They made one album that was actually pretty good, and then being Jeff Beck, he disbanded the group because he wanted to do something else. Because <laughs> that's just the way he was. He was a little restless. But Superstition was, was on that album. What was the story I remember reading a few years ago that he was on tour in the States and it might have been with the Yardbirds um, or the band after that. And he just killed the band mid-tour because they just weren't good enough. They weren't up to his standards. Mm. What, what is that story? You sure that's not Beck Bogart in a piece? <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't think he disbanded the Jeff Beck group until, I don't think he did it in mid-tour. Let's check. It was something that they just, they weren't gelling to how he wanted them to, and he just canceled everything and hurt a lot of feelings. What's really funny is uh, the Jeff Beck group, and you listen to those two albums, it's the template and even they copied some of the songs for Led Zeppelin. The melt. Yeah. It's so damn hot in here. <laughs> yeah. Rook, I just forwarded you something mm. from Jimmy Francis. Mm -hmm. Okay. Will you plug it at some I have no idea what the hell it is, but it deals with St. Paul and the Winter Carnival. Klondike Cape? Yeah. Oh, it is? I have no idea what it is. I got Klondike Cape in the news too. He's oh, there you go. Johnny's got it in his notes. There you go. Oh, shit. Throw it in there. Jesus. Jeff Beck Group finished the tour. Yeah, they returned to England and then he. Kenny. <laughs> you know, 
Who's he don't talking mind, don't, to? Don't mind me. I, I don't know who he's talking to. Hang on, mind. the man behind the curtain. <laughs> what is the deal? Hey, Ruck. Uh, there's a new way we post the show. Will you please stop live so I can go expletive? No. And, <laughs> you know, remember, I'm out the first week of Feb. Oh. Oh. So, whatever day of the week works for you to hang. Where are you going, Reavers? We have a wedding that we have to go to. Jess's best friend. In Iowa? No. no in the okay, West, let's go here. What did he ask? Joe, you just have Fratelloni. <laughs> Kenny, are, are you done playing videos that have curse words in them? Can I put, put you back up? Friends, this is that was Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> Rook, well, I, while I endorse that video wholeheartedly, we just can't play it. Yeah, he was, <laughs> was that the Kurt Mabakwa? So angry. Video? Yeah. Yeah, that's I'd wonderful. send a mother effing limo to pick yeah. his mother effing. He couldn't hit Man, the Tommy. bleeping ball if he fell out of a mother bleeping boat. God, I love that video. <laughs> Wash your mouth out with soap. So, Kenny DK is back now? You, you know, it's funny. <laughs> because. Nobody's Gee. actually told me that. Ain't okay. Funny? Apparently, that's my job now. Um, so, oh, Kenny. Oh, well, Reavers. Uh, yeah. You got something to tell me, Chris? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is that? You have DK Mags, Maple Grove, and Schoonover today. Oh, they're back. Awesome. That's great news. Thanks, Chris. Well, I just found out today because it wasn't on this thing yesterday. That's okay. We can get it done. Kenny, they were Good. supposed to play at Woodstock when he broke them up. That's what it was. Yeah. And which version of it? The Jeff Beck group, the one with Rod Stewart and Ronnie Wood. Yeah, okay. Rusky. What's up? Okay. He what, did it. Good. What did he say? He said DK. MGLS. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. You ready, Joe? Yeah. And uh, who else? Oh, Scooney. Scooney. Scoon over Zoom. Please and thank you. Got it. Do this because I gotta get done and go get Bob some Dr. Pepper and some milk. <laughs> Ready, Joe? Yeah. Rolling. You alright? I'm great. Fratelloni's hardware and garden stores brings you who the hell Don't knows. Don't bleep this up. <laughs> Garage Logic Podcast number 998. Maybe. Maybe. You know what we are? Close enough. One day closer. Yeah. January 12th, 2023. 48 degrees on this day in 1987 and 31 below in 1912. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. So, here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. You take Joe your ice cream. Thank you. Yeah. You take your ice cream scoop home. I did. Yeah. And it was immediately met with uh, Gabe. Picked it up and said, "This is cool. What is this?" Kevin Dunning, uh, our buddy from uh, Pre- Dunning, I'm sorry, brought those into us the other day. He's from Prescott. He he's the guy I gave the wheat pennies to. Yep. And, and Tattersall. Yeah, and for some reason, the wheat penny is is affixed to the wooden handle of the ice cream scoop. Yes. We all got one, and they're very cool, and thank you. Really? My wife said, this is so cool, 
don't put it in the dishwasher, you'll bleep and right. wreck it. Yeah, you got to hand wash that, baby. Good, good point. Okay. I, I know I visited the Sense Wens on California's <laughs> atmospheric rivers the other day, but something occurred to me, and I want to revisit that because the, uh, the news channels continue uh, to pound home the hysteria of these storms. And, I, yes, I, I understand these mean nothing to you if you've got a car in your, on your living room. And, but the famous flood that we were talking about, where in the hell did I put it? Oh, for peace. I mean, oh, really? you mean if there's a car in your living room? Yeah. Okay, I got you. Took me uh, a sec. December 1861 to January 1962. Beginning on Christmas Eve Day in 1861. Christmas Eve Day, 1861. It lasted for 45 days, the largest flood in California's recorded history, reaching full flood stage in different areas between January 9th and 12th. Today is the 12th, 1862. The entire Sacramento and San Joaquin Valleys were inundated for an extent of 300 miles, averaging 20 miles wide. State government was forced to relocate from the capital in Sacramento for 18 months in San Francisco. The rain created an inland sea in Orange County, lasting three weeks with water standing four feet deep up to four miles from the river. The Los Angeles Basin was flooded from the San Gabriel Mountains to the Palos Verdes Peninsula at variable depths, excluding the higher lands, which became islands, until the waters receded. The Los Angeles Basin lost 200,000 cattle, as well as homes, ranches, farm crops, and vineyards being swept away. And the only reason I bring it up again is because one of the ways that we are uh, having the news gatherers reinforce hysteria mm-hmm is to tell us the monetary damages, which are extraordinary. But can you imagine what the monetary uh, losses would be if you had a 45-day storm today of this magnitude? Now, this one hasn't been 45 days yet. Okay. If this, if this, it probably won't last 45 days. I doubt it. But if back then, you know, the monetary damage was... Minimal compared to today's rate of the dollar, and plus fewer people. Well, nothing was there. Fewer, not as much. Probably um, not much of a power grid. Uh, not not much in the way of roads to lose, and on and on and on. But today, yes, wouldn't that be extraordinary? With the number yes. of people that would be affected by a forty-five day storm, the uh, amount calculated based upon inflation and the current dollar amount would be a lot. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I'll use your baseball reference. In eighteen sixty-one, California was not tight like it is today. Right. California is tight. There's no room for any type of problem. No, but again, it's a large, glorious state. It's got yeah. more land than's been occupied, but uh, ironically, where the land is most occupied is most vulnerable to flooding. And I wonder if one of the reasons it wouldn't be worse now is because of man's attempt to control rivers and streams yes. with dams and yes. dikes and the like. And all of their reservoirs are filling back up. It's coming at a great inconvenience to people. But those people weren't there during 45 days 
between Christmas Eve of 1861 and whenever it can, on the 45th day of January, uh, <laughs> it probably even went beyond January 1862. Well, I'm just glad that most of the residents from California can rationally think that same way. No, and again, I, I, I uh, you know, if you're Alan DeGeneres and you're oh looking God. out the window of your $48 million place in Montecito and saying, we must be kinder to nature, uh, Alan is not aware of context. She's no. not aware of history, and she's not capable of understanding that this has all happened before. But, Alan, you didn't have your estate there on Christmas Eve, 1861. Someone I follow on social media had retweeted that Ellen video and said, I guess the only logical conclusion is we must sacrifice a virgin into a volcano, yeah. which I thought was pretty but, funny. And I'm going to stop now. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop with this because I get nowhere with it. This will mean nothing to people. A, we're here and we're not devastated by this. And B, uh, people are uh, uh, so casually buying what well, they're fed by the networks that they're not going to stop and say, I wonder if they've ever had floods like this before in California. Yes. Of course they have. Yeah. Well, I would encourage you to not stop because you're arming us with information and facts and that we can go out and push back on our own. Then. That's why I've kept this. And just one more that I thought was interesting, the geological evidence, uh, I suppose, what marks on rocks and what have you, indicates that mega floods occurred in the California region in the following years, A.D. 212, 440, 603, 1029, 1300, 1418, 1405, atmospheric river because see the way the news gatherers have staged the news lately it, it's almost as though the term atmospheric river has just been invented for purposes of hysteria they've been around since the beginning of time and in 1605 the unusually powerful atmospheric river that swept over what is now california was called the largest flooding event of the prior 2000 years Wow. So there you have it. And I'm keeping this because these Reference. are these are great sense wins and I just I just keep it in my pile. You know what I'm saying? I got you. <laughs> uh, how is everybody? I couldn't be here yesterday. I had to do a long dental deal. Ooh. How's your choppers? It's fine. Okay. Looking good. Well, it had I'm nothing a, to do with how I look. I'm uh obviously I got up at four Sorry. this That's morning. Unfortunate. <laughs> the airport was a complete mess, but we got through it. Can I? Can we spend a, a minute or two on that? What? Nope. So the FAA decides, okay, and, and John, I know you'll find this shocking, but I didn't really go that deep into the, the details. <laughs> I just wanted to read the headline and, uh, and create an outrageous take. I so the FAA yesterday morning, early yesterday morning, says, you know what? We got to shut her down. We got to ground everybody because uh, the computer's all bleeped up. Yep. And the guy that's in charge of all that Did on the federal level, uh, oh, oh yeah, your guy Pete Buttigieg, yeah, not my guy. Um, he's about as incompetent when it comes to that as anyone humanly possible. But but look who Biden has installed in cabinet positions. Thank you. 
they they don't necessarily reflect any expertise in that given field because several people were pointing out the the number one and number two issues related to the FAA, which inclusive language and we can't right. have it, it's, right. What, what? No wonder you're having so many problems. Everything feels backwards, backwards and upside down. Yeah, everything it's our feels old world. upside down. <laughs> inclusive language in the FAA manual. Listen to this gal who uh, doesn't want her name used. Her subject matter is, what happened? What the hell happened? <laughs> what happened? As you continue discussion on the failed academy that is Hamlin, well, it isn't even a failed academy anymore. I contend that Hamlin no longer exists okay. as a school. I can't help but think back to my freshman year at the College of St. Benedict 24 years ago, which I, I'm going to pause right there. 24 years ago isn't that long ago, right? right? I grew up on a dairy farm in central Minnesota, only child, raised Catholic. Was I a bit sheltered and a tad naive? You bet. As freshmen, we were required to take a symposium class. One assignment in that class was to read a book about an individual or group having a different life experience than our own. We then presented a report to the class of the book we read. Our professor created a list of books, put the book titles on scraps of paper, tossed them into a basket, and we each randomly pulled a book to read. My selection? Becoming a Man, Half a Life Story. <laughs> I remember two things about this book. Number one, it was a story of, of a young gay man learning about and coming into himself as a young gay man. And two, one particular scene in which he learned more about himself with himself. Needless to say, the scene was a bit graphic. Got it. I bet. As a sheltered, naive 18-year-old, was I disturbed and more than a bit uncomfortable reading this book? Certainly. But being the good farm kid that I was, I knew better than to complain about the task at hand. I read the book and muscled through my presentation in front of the class because that was my responsibility as a student. Complaining to my professor or going to the dean to demand the professor be fired did not even enter my realm of thinking. Not sure when I'm I'm not sure where I'm going with this recollection other than other than to wonder again what happened? What happened to our society? Our culture that has triggered such inept boldness, such a desire to play the role of victim, finger put in control. Is all this a ploy? Is there some underlying plan or is it simply due to a deadly combination of ego and insanity? I believe it was Reavers who noted it's as if everything is upside down. That's the truth. Everything is upside down, backwards, and then back again. In one minute, I can stumble upon a video reel on Facebook where a young couple is more than willing to seemingly can apricots and record that for all to see. The next minute, I can read about students, such as the one at Hamlin, who simply want to play the role of victim, canceling anyone who does not nod in agreement to their whims. Well, I wish I was as eloquent as other GLers. I think you are. But just wanted to share my thoughts. While I have you, thanks to you and each and every one of you. I truly appreciate the podcast and your cast of five. Listening to the podcast is one of the highlights of my day. Thank you and take care. Well, thank you. What was the first name of that person? She doesn't want her name Oh, I'm used. sorry. Lisa. I think what she's asking is... What happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Do that again. Right. What happened? Nothing. 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 I told you guys I saw the Stooges in an airport. In Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. They do the whole routine? 
No, but they I'm were so sad, sad looking. Sad. They were they were busking, weren't they? No, doing they a little weren't. number with their hats on the no, ground. No, they might as well have been. They were just <laughs> they were so sad uh, looking. Uh, given uh, another Hamlin note, uh, this is from who's this from? Chris. I was loading the old wood stove in my shop today, listening to your Monday podcast while gobs of white smoke spewed from my chimney as it warmed my shed. As I gleefully went about my business, the topic of Hamlin University and the dismissal of an adjunct professor of art history began to follow my mood. The mayor asked the question if there were any GLers out there who consider themselves garage, if there were any Hamlin people out there who consider themselves garage logicians. I am proud to report that there are Hamlin graduates who have not surrendered their God-given common sense and completely reject the nonsense and doublespeak following the milk toast administration currently in place. Flowing from the milk toast administration currently in place. You further ask what those of us who used to be proud of where we went to school have done to make it known we are not happy with the direction Hamlin has taken. I have attached a copy of an email I sent to President Miller to underscore just how I feel and hope it is representative of many other pipers out there who have not completely taken leave of our common sense. Keep pushing back. This battle is too important to surrender without a fight. And then I read his email, which said he's disappointed. And thank you. Thank you. Did you see the letter today to the paper from the former president of Hamlin? University. I, I did. Yeah. yeah. She uh, she also says the university screwed up. Well, but well, that won't change anything. No, though, no. Will she's, it? Uh, you right. Know. And we have basically corroborating everything else that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Where did I put it? I think it's over there. Uh, shoot! I had some news of. Uh, here it is. Steve Letting writes. Uh, Wednesday, CARE Minnesota, Minnesota chapter of the Council of American Islamic Relations, said they agreed with the university's decision to not renew the instructor's contract. In fairness, there have been some Muslim groups that have thought it was foolish to can that teacher. Right. This is CARE, though, Council on American Relations. Uh, Relations. American Islamic Relations. Islamophobia takes many forms. CARE Minnesota Executive Director Jelani Hussein said, It's important to remember that academic freedom is not absolute. Well, not in your country, ding dong, but it is here. (laughs) And universities have the right to restrict speech that promotes hate or discrimination. No, they have a right to restrict yelling fire in a crowded theater. The Muslim Public Affairs Council issued a statement in support for the professor and urged the university to reverse the decision, saying, in part, the painting was not Islamophobic. In fact, it was commissioned by a 14th century Muslim king in order to honor the prophet. Misusing the label Islamophobia has the negative effect of watering down the term and rendering it less effective in calling out actual acts of bigotry. We received a statement from Hamlin University President Fainese Miller. In part, she said the art instructor was not let go or fired and taught the class to the end of the term. The decision not to offer her another class was made at the unit level and in no way reflects on her mm. ability to adequately adequately that's, teach the class. That's BS. That's just nonsense. That's you're, BS. Phineas yep. Miller, you're the president of nothing. Yeah. You're you're just the president of nothing. You have no school. The care group would 
would love all Americans of all stripes and colors to bow down and obey their dictates on our lives, right? right. And Which we're not is going to. just as absurd as us saying that all Muslims or Indians from the country should bow down and obey the fundamentalist Christians. You know what I'm saying? I think I do. There's a freedom of religion thing going here, and I don't have to. I don't have to kiss your ass, and I, I don't have to follow your rules. Don't. And all of this was on tape, and the teacher gave a long-winded speech beforehand, and a big, big warning. And it was in her syllabus, and all of this is on the student, and none of this is on the teacher. And I'm beginning to wonder if it wasn't planned. Of course. I'm beginning to wonder if the the ungrateful student didn't intend for this to happen all along. Because hmm. you were given a uh, warning, lady, and you shoot it. Yeah. Why don't we take a short break, and I'm going to come back and tell you about what's going to happen to your gas stove. Oh, my God. Huh? Oh, my God. The last ice age did not make it to California, Such. You know why? Why? It's too damn warm. Yep. Global warming. Uh, Emailer wants to know, what's the name of the alien show? It's called uh, Aliens on the Uh, History Channel. Are, is is he a is he a council member? I don't think so. Because it might he might be it might be in reference to what Such and I were t- talking about and watching last night. Oh, I just emailed him back. Because Thank last you. night we were watching something on the Vice Channel um, called uh, the UFO Insiders. Do you know the actress named Sharon Gless? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Was that Cagney and Lacey? Yeah. Yes. Well, last night on the Rockford Files, she had a lead role in, in an episode. And it must have been before oh. Cagney and Lacey. Right. And you know who else was on last night's uh, Rockford episode? Hmm. Uh, the guy who was the boss of WKRP. Richard Carlson? Yeah. Mr. C? Yep. God, that's a fun show. Just It so captures my era of when mm-hmm. I was going back and forth to L.A. and... Uh, I saw an MGB in last night's episode. I keep looking I know, for a Studebaker. <clears throat> I know why James Garner got the gig. And I discovered a movie that I had never heard of, and I was fully prepared for it to be the dumbest thing I had ever watched. But you're familiar with the detective, um, Philip Marlowe? Well, sure. No, yeah. really? Can't and he's, yeah. he, hmm. he's been played by all sorts of different actors. Yeah. Well, in the 70s, James Garner played him. Yep. And I put this thing on tape, and it took me a while to get around it, beca- uh, around to watching it, because I knew it was going to be awful. It turned out to be really good. Yeah. And the whole time I was watching Rockford Files. Yeah. It was it was Jimmy. Yeah. It was Jim Rockford. It was so good. Uh, Sharon is seventy nine. Is that something? Uh, married Barney Rosenwig in ninety one to present. Yes. Yes. And went Barney to Gonzaga. <laughs> Really? Yes. I will be united in holy matrimony. Yes. Jump on the glass. <laughs> glass. Yes. Hop glass. On. I got it. When we when we are married, we break the glass. So Rook's giving me a ride to the airport. 
about a month ago, whenever it was. And we're driving through what area of St. Paul would that be considered? That's Highland Park. Okay, the Highland Park neighborhood. Edgecombe Road. And we're Fairview. in the middle of whatever the hell we were talking about. <laughs> in the midst of conversation, he just goes, "Yes," and he points to, points the, to the synagogue on Edgecombe <laughs> Road. Do you want to stop for some yes. worship? Oh my the most God. dedicated people. I don't care if it's fifty below. They're oh. walking and they got to walk up that big hill. You know what, Mister? You had to do one day. What? Go across the street and turn off their lights and their TV. Yeah, they can't. Because they couldn't touch the light switch. And if you babysat for them, the money was in an envelope because they can't touch money on the Sabbath. Yeah. They're the nicest people of all time. Well, that's dedication. That is dedication. You know, it's 55 below and it's going to be 1030 mass, and I'm thinking, well, yeah. I might just wait this one out here. <laughs> and I get to ride to work or to church. They got to walk. I got the shortest drive to church now. It's fantastic. Three minutes. Let's go. Let's Drive go. Let's go. I got it right. Come on. Let's go. Yes. Kenny got something? <laughs> My God. Here we go. Are we ready? Here we go. Ken, you ready? Got a stick. I'm going to show. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, I'm rolling. I think Kenny's going to say something bad. This guy wears many hats. Let's go. Not indoors. <laughs> Joe Sushere. can barely hear that in the mix. Uh, oh, yeah. look, there they are on Old 8 in New Brighton. Full-service gun shop, wide selection, pistols, revolvers, ammo, accessories. We're talking DK mags, of course. They've got holsters, magazines, suppressors, everything you can think of. And if you have a special firearm you've been dreaming about but you can't seem to find anywhere, you only find it on the Internet, get in touch with DK mags. They'll assist you. They can help you track it down and purchase the item. It'll be delivered right to their shop where you go pick it up. It's wonderful. And uh, on the reverse, if you have a firearm you just don't want want anymore and you think it might be worth something, give DKM Mags a call. They might buy it from you, a single unit or a whole estate. It doesn't matter. Check out the website, dkmags.com. But keep in mind now, if you're shopping around, the website does not list what's in the store. For that, you're going to have to stop in or give them a call. Great selection, fair prices, a wonderful staff. And that's at DK Mags on Old 8 in New Brighton and up in Monticello at Monticello Pond and Gun, dkmags.com. There's been uh, quite a few pieces uh, suggesting that the uh, gas stove might not be long for the United States. Whoa. Why? Uh, What's going on? We currently have a gas stove. I happen to know that. That that beats the years when I was given a 50-50 chance. <laughs> we have a gas stove, and the uh, Consumer Product Safety Commission, Commissioner Richard Trumka, uh, or is he with the Environmental Protection Agency? It doesn't make any difference. Uh, first of all, I don't think gas stoves will be banned. You don't? Here's what I think happens. Uh, the government's so big and is infused with so many people from the failed academy who have to dream up some reason to exist okay. that they they shoot these trial balloons up in the air and they mm-hmm. say, well, there's childhood asthma linked to gas stoves and and they cause pollutants and uh, we uh, don't know it's that. hurting the earth and we must do something about this. <laughs> and then they they realize, well, you're addressing a nation of, what are we, 320 million people? Something like that. Uh, many of whom use gas stoves to cook. And uh, 
when you hit when you get into the kitchen like that, there is pushback. There is pushback, and people are not going to accept this nonsense. Uh, plus, uh, gas. I read a really great Ray of Hope piece yesterday that gas and oil production is flourishing in the United States, which is which is in itself a pushback because it suggests the American consumer is not buying the BS that's coming from the government. We need gas. We need oil. Yep. And we don't need your government cars. So they don't work for those GLers that are just hearing this for the first time. What exactly are the reasons that they're shopping this idea around to ban them? Asthma in kids and pollutants. That's it. Yeah. Huh. And it would just be one more thing that some some low level uh, worker uh, fired off the trial balloon and said, "Hey, let's try to attack gas stoves." And I, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. I, we have to start looking at some of this for what it is. It's absolute nonsense. Well, I, the great thing about Americans is we're going to do whatever the hell we want, and that America. includes gas stoves and electric cars. Well, you're going and, to do whatever you want until the government forbids the production of gas. I'm going to do what Reverend Tim said on Twitter. I don't Twitter. have an answer for that. My gas stove now identify as electric. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he say that? Yeah, he really did that. that. He really did that. <laughs> I'm with Tim. I, oh, that's so good. I, now yeah. that I, I finally worked up to the point where I actually know that we have a gas stove, <laughs> right. and I, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not getting rid of You've it. You've spent all this time researching. I did. What I do found you got? Out we got gas. Yeah. Anyway, I did, it, uh, I did see a follow-up story, Joe, that backs you up on this because yeah. the U.S. Consumer Pro- Product Safety Commission head mm-hmm. said, "No, we're we're not getting rid of gas stoves. Don't worry about that." Yeah. So. Uh, so you you got two different departments going. But right. the hypocrisy is to the point where, and I don't know who to give this credit to, there was a photo with little stills of Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, and all these idiots all cooking on their, you know, they were doing a segment with James Corden or whatever, baking a pie. Well, they're all hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Well, they might have been using an electric stove. No, it was all gas. Was you like, could see in the back, like background. Gas, yeah. Gas yeah. <laughs> What was the origin? You were, you were purchasing a new one? Is that what the deal was? Yeah, it was time for a new store. We went to some place. <laughs> Sears, was it? No, didn't Dayton's used to have a home store? Yes. And we went there, and the guy said, what do you got, gas or electric? And she summoned me and said, tell him. Tell him what we got. <laughs> what do we have? I had tell a 50% him, chance, 50, and I got yep. it wrong. And you got she's, it wrong. Yeah. She's like the four of us in one person. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, everything we know, we learned from her. <laughs> come on. Hey, hey, come here. Come tell him the here. guy wants yeah. to know what we got. We tell him. I have an electric <laughs> so awesome. stove, and I'll say this. You get the weird burn marks from stuff that spills over, and they're hard to clean. Yeah, razor blade. Yeah. Or, oh, uh, yeah. Poor There's boy. A, I know it's a first can, world You should problem. get it at Sears. It's a glass top cleaner, and it's really good. Mm. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I got this from a mole. <laughs> That's me. I got this from a mole who uh, we all know. This is what happens when you elect socialists to the city council. In a city with some serious crime and related issues, spending time on something like this, You've mentioned Robin Wansley in the past. She checks all the boxes. She's the first black Democratic socialist on the Minneapolis City Council. Her politics are fine. She just has issues with the politics of a company owner who won a bid for work that will save taxpayers more than a million dollars. 
Minneapolis council members have raised concerns this week about a city contractor whose owner ran for governor of Wisconsin as a republic. And Robin Wansley uh, does not want that. She raised concerns about Michael's Corporation work on the construction of the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, Michael said the 2020 election was maybe stolen and that decertifying the election results would be on the table if he was elected governor, according to the Wisconsin State Journal. Deputy City Attorney Eric Nielsen said the city is required by state law to take the lowest bidder for the contract. In this case, that company underbid a competitor $3.6 million to $5.4 million. uh, But, Robin, uh, the, uh, the Mysterians cannot compartmentalize. She can't set aside the fact that this guy ran for governor and had thoughts she didn't like. The fact is, his company came in with the best bid for them you to got, use. Yeah, Pete. Oh, we, we're talking. We're, this isn't just any company, Such. This mm-hmm. is Michaels. Mm-hmm. This is one of the biggest contractors around. They have done a lot of work for a lot of Americans mm-hmm. and cities and states. Well, they're going to have to jump through Robin Wamsley's Wamsley's hoops. Because she knows best, and she's, uh, well, I, I can't take it. Everything's upside down. I, can this be real? Can this they, be real? From what the do they bin? want, some hippie in a Grateful Dead van to right. install with their a, sewer pipes? With a coal shovel. <laughs> Jesus, what the hell is wrong with them? <laughs> we uh, have a story from the New York Post. The University of Southern California's social work, I'm sorry, the University of Southern California's School of Social Work will no longer use the word field in its curriculum. Oh, this is offensive, huh? Well, it has racist connotations. Field? USC Suzanne Dwarak Peck, School of Social Work, said the change was critical to support anti racist social work and inclusivity. And I'm I'm willing to believe this is not real, but it's the New York Post. Are they having fun with me? The department specifically decided to remove the world the word field from its curriculum and replace it with practicum, according to the letter, which was dated Jan nine and shared to Twitter. This change supports anti-racist social work practice by replacing language that would be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant in favor of inclusive language. Hmm? The letter continued, language can be powerful in phrases such as going into the field or field work may have connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers who are not benign. I don't know what they mean by not benign. USC says they are joining other universities across the nation and making changes to their institution to honor and acknowledge inclusion and reject white supremacy anti-immigrant and anti-blackness ideologies. We are committed to further align our actions, behaviors, and practices with anti-racism and anti-oppression, which requires taking a close and critical look at our profession, our history, our biases, and our complicity in past and current injustices, USC said in the letter. Uh... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it USC, the one where all the celebrities went to prison for getting their kids in illegally? Wasn't that also USC? A commentator wrote, 
uh, and I'm not going to quote Twitter comments because I find them problematic, but one Twitter commenter touched on what we now understand. This is just a fancy way of revealing that the organization is overstaffed. What have I told you? Yeah. You've got so many administrators with meaningless jobs. Looking for something to and do. And if they are <laughs> tasked with making sure students are comfortable, yep. they will dream up ways in which they believe students are uncomfortable, thus depriving these students of anything even remotely resembling an education. So you've got, you know, Stanford, we learned, has 15,000 administrators. God only knows what USC has. God only knows what right? USC has. Thank you. Yep. And, and and that commentator is correct. Uh, this is this is symbolic of them having too many people on the payroll who don't have anything to do. And plus, these people, when they pronounce that something could make someone uncomfortable, a they don't know that, and b all they're doing is darkening the earth. I am reading a wonderful opinion piece in the Washington Examiner. Let me uh, quote um, one paragraph here. USC should be required to show the data it used to make such a change. How did it arrive that this word was insulting to people? Where did it obtain such data? It should be held accountable for making such claims and forced to prove them. Common sense would dictate that very few, if any, black people or immigrants are bothered by the word field in reality. None of them care about this type of thing. Here's where the earth gets darkened, because these are dark people. They 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 have nowhere else to go. Right. You mean black souls, dark souls. Dark, not clouds not, hanging over not them. Not skin tone, just right. dark people. Right. They see only darkness, but they're fated to see only darkness because what they're tasked with takes them in that direction. So here's why they're dark. They poison the rest of us. Have you ever in your life used the word field and thought of picking cotton? No. No. Neither have I. Never. No. Sometimes I think about picking rocks, um, but we do that now with a skid loader. Does so USC a have easier. a football team that plays on a field? Oh. Or will that have to change? Well, that, yeah. And what about all the other... John, look up the definition of field, please. I actually did that Okay, you thank were... you, Chris. The origin, Joe, is an open area of land, especially uh, one that may be planted with crops or a pasture typically bounded by hedges or fences. It has nothing to do with slavery. Nothing. But when you are a dark person and when you are a, a, an administrator who has nothing to do, you dream this up out of whole cloth. And you darken the rest of us. You darken the world of the kids you think you're protecting, and you darken the rest of us. You poison. This is called power washing. USC this plays. is an example of power washing. Would you like LA the LA Memorial Coliseum? Well, I know where they play. Oh. Would you like the old English origin? No. I, 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 that, Joe, is also denoting a large tract of open country. <laughs> right. The point, the larger point is... We shouldn't have to put up with these absurdities. Larry's outraged. We shouldn't have to put up with these absurdities. <laughs> and 
good ears. And they are absurdities, and they are darkness. They are, How come they don't acknowledge evil? They don't acknowledge all the farmers of, say, European descent or Asian descent. No. They, they don't acknowledge them whatsoever. And all they're doing is clinging desperately to racism. Just clinging trying to, to it. keep it alive. Trying to keep it alive because yep. it's one of the reasons they're employed. They have nothing to do. <laughs> this, this, this op-ed piece. One more, Joe. Just hang with me. Only an overeducated, self-righteous, left-wing academic elitist would think something. Uh, think of something like this. It is an outlandish statement and indicative of the intellectual rot that plagues universities throughout the country right and i haven't heard no. any of these uh opinion writers nail it the way we have this no is, this guy's nailing it this guy's but, nailing but it. but they're tasked with making students comfortable well first of all they don't know how to and in so doing they're ruinous right. they're just ruinous people they're screwing it up hamlin a... is a ruinous institution now USC is ruinous. I'm re been... reading a piece from the Daily Trojan, which is the you know the yeah. paper uh, that, and they talk to students who think it's ridiculous, including, uh, for instance, Ryland Jimenez, whose family grew up working fields. He said, "I think this is all a bit ridiculous." And another student says, "Well, if they're going to do that at the same time, why are we calling it working in a master's program?" So. Well, that'll change. Yeah. Wow. That'll change. I, the I students are not, a few are, but not very many. I want to know how the, all the kids from Minnesota that spent their youth detasseling corn feel about this. I don't want to go into that detasseling <laughs> BS again. The, de, the tassel's a little hat on top of the ear of corn, hat. a little cap, and you take that off and then bing, bing. Tassel. And, and according to Reavers, according yeah, to Reavers they take it off so the cows don't get it in their teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did I, I never said that. I think you did. Well, that's what the emails tell me, Chris. <laughs> I said that? USC's a private school. I said that? Yes. So uh, they might get away with this or not get away with it. Did you see where Stanford, we've had that, Stanford completely backed off. Yeah, their it's gone. Revised language. 62 darkness. grand a year to go to USC. Is it? Oof. Yikes. Hell, that's probably cheap compared to some places. You're, you know what? You're probably right. Uh, just a note on my sense wins because I love them well, so, and you know how wait, I have feared be, that they'll disappear. Yes? Before you move on, Joe, yes, we, sh yes. we should be keeping a master list. Wait, we probably can't use the word master. A master list of everything that has been, as you say, power washed yeah. in the words we can't use. You know, it'd be fu it'd be fun to revisit that list at the end of the year. Not Lynch, only that, remember Lynch? Remember that one? Oh, that was yep. the guy, the Seattle? farmer named Lynch, who gave the land for oh, schools was, in Oregon, yeah. and then some twat. Has to come up and say, "Okay, you gotta get is that a bad word?" Yeah, you can't no, say that. I don't that, think Joe. you should say that, Joe. I, I thought it was I'll, awesome. I'll take it out. Reach, re focus. <laughs> I didn't hear what he said. Tweet. Oh. Where was I? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, hail the flashlight king! Hail, hail you! you. Oh, you? God. From Lauren. Yeah. Uh, up in Duluth, I have noticed starting January 1, the National Weather Service in Duluth has changed its daily climate records they transmit over NOAA radio. The year of the record high and low of each day is now omitted and never mentioned. Snowfall year records are still mentioned. 
Could this be so the listener will no longer be able to figure out the same points you point out every day? What a disservice to the public. Wonder if the NWS in the Twin Cities is doing this the same way. Have a great day from Duluth, Lauren. Oh, I fear, I fear that it'll catch up to me and I won't be able to find that storm in California from Christmas Eve 1861 through January of 1862. I fear it, but I... uh, so far, so good. I can continue to point out the record highs and record lows. Why don't we come back with Mr. Let me Height? Just, let me just tell you this, though. Uh, the endowment for USC, yeah. $8.1 billion. Well, you're a sap to give them money. And their breakdown, Asians, 19.3%. Mm-hmm. Black, African-American, 58 Hispan- All of whom worked in the fields. Right. Hispanic, 15.3%. White, yeah. 24.8%. International, 26.6%. That's their highest. Hmm. Well, good luck to him. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back with Mr. Height. The hell, Joe? Twitter? It'd be a lot easier if you just mark it down and not say anything. Well, that's what I was attempting to do. Yeah. So he um, doesn't lose his train. He lost his train. He lost Is that a swimsuit area term? That is a swimsuit area for the female anatomy. Tit for twat. I'm going to save that for myself. That's something you shouldn't say. You know, I I thought it was just a word. They're all just words, Joe. Just words. They're just words. My favorite word is uh, peckerwood, which I'm afraid would be taken the wrong way these days. But it just means redneck. Yeah, I'm sure that would be problematic. Well, I started looking on the national web. There's um, so much to say when you deal with the Muslims at Hamlin, and I've refrained from saying everything. That's how trained they have us. Yeah, they got... They... There's nothing good could come of me being a smartass about it. Oh, I don't know. I think you made some pretty solid um, points, and uh, you said some said some good stuff. You're not familiar with Reddit, are you? Vaguely. Um, the, the, the student and the school is getting skewered on Reddit. A GLer sent me a, a link. Reddit's yeah. a site, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't the former president writing a letter to the paper have some effect? You would no. think so. Yeah, I mean, she pretty much said, hey, idiots, stop it. All right. Um, you ready? Let's have some fun. Has Kenny got something? He does. Are you out? Did you fix that thing? I did. That old boy. Uh, did you give Rook his warning, Joe? Because if not, I'm going to give it to him. You give it to him, too. Yeah. If no, you make one smart-ass remark during the Jeff Seriously. Beck story, I will come yeah, through here. Yeah, I don't want one. Seriously. <laughs> I like Jeff I made this my, is, uh... it, Hey, dummy, before you even react to that, <laughs> I made my this, this is worse than making fun of Jesus. Okay. Wow. He's a hell of a guitar player, but could he walk on water? I mean, my guy could walk on water. 
I'm not going quite that far. No, I will okay. respect that. Let's go here. <laughs> Kenny got something? You made a very hurtful remark yesterday on my on my phone. I was a little confused about who uh, we, we all ignored you after that, could you tell? I know you did. You were yeah. ostracized at that That was point. more that was more like a parent not yelling at me, but and saying, I happen to like I'm disappointed. Really? You yeah. get them? Yeah, I get we all, them. We all do. Yeah. I think we and all do. Why are you laughing at people where <laughs> Why are you laughing at people wearing crampons when everything is glare ice? The smart people yeah, are wearing I wear crampons. crampons. Yeah, I, wore li- I rode the light rail with you yesterday. Mine are I'm... called yak tracks. Wait, why did oh. you ride light rail? Then I walked but... into Walgreens with them on and almost went on my ass. Ooh, why yeah, would you make uh, fun of somebody wearing those when we had a situation like we did If yesterday? you saw the guy that was attached to the yaksters, no. you, you, would, have, you no. would have chuckled a little bit. No, crampons are for all. No. All sizes, Never. all sexes. Never. Well, I'm all wearing them on my walk, so I don't you, care what you say. I saw you on light rail. I took a picture. Yeah, of I your know foot. you did. I saw. They look pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I had to go uh, over to. Question. Why, why were you on light rail? Because I had to go to the Hyatt Regency because the MSP Nice Awards. They had their party yesterday from two to four. What do you get a nice award every nice day? Nice award. This is their year. The uh, this is their party at the end. They're of the all year. winners. Let's Joe. go here. Everybody's Everyone a gets winner. A trophy. Joe. Yep. yep. Rook, I'm so stupid. I didn't even understand the tweet until Kenny just told me. So got it. Copy that. Let's go. Copy that. Kenny got something. <laughs> Joe, are you ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm rolling. What are you yeah. eating? Protein bar. Wow. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. It's the winter whiteout sale going on right now at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, which is making sure it's going to be a white January with a big sale on white safes. The Centurion, the USA, and the Colonial Safes from Liberty Safes. How much? I know. You want to know right away. How much? How much? How much? Well, just hold on. How much? First of all, a few facts. Uh, made in the USA, transferable lifetime warranty, best fire protection in the whole wide world, and professional delivery and installation courtesy of Rich. Okay, here's your numbers. Uh, if you're interested in the Centurion 24, that's $300. Each save $300. 329 329 on the USA 36, and $795 on the Colonial 50 during the winter whiteout sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. They're all white gloss, hence the name. Uh, anyway, you've got to hook up with Rich. He's the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, and save up to $795. That's amazing. Uh, you can see all the details and all the safes at Maple... Uh, Maple. Come on, buddy. How much? Come on, buddy. Sound it I out. wrote down Maplewood Lock and Safe. <laughs> well, you know. I don't think they have a store. I think Rich would prefer I say Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Highway 61 um, days, huh? What a dumb dumb. Oh, so my word. So moved, huh, Kenny? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> New location. Here is John Height. Thank you, Joe. Well, Minneapolis is off to a violent start of the year. There's yeah. still confidence at City Hall that the city's on the right path. Wait, Since, wait. Uh, yes, yes. Since <laughs> January 1st. I shouldn't laugh. More than 20 people have been shot. Police have started two homicide investigations, which includes two quadruple shootings where everyone is expected to survive. The violent start follows a productive year at a curb crime. There were 14 fewer homicides in 2022 than the year before at 79. And for the first time since 2019, nearly every category of violent crime improved. And Joe, we're hearing from Dr. Cedric Alexander. You said we hadn't heard from him in a while. 
I have uh, a comment about him when you're done. Okay. He's the new commissioner, of course, of Minneapolis's Office of Community Safety. He said, quote, as it relates to public safety itself, we really have to just keep our foot on the gas and continue to drive forward and bring the community with us. 2023 will be Alexander's first full year in the position. A couple of focuses he has, he says, are strengthening relationships and continuing to reduce violent crime. Well, the future of Operation Endeavor has never been made clear by the Minneapolis Police Department and city leaders. Alexander told our buddies at Five Eyewitness News it will continue into the new year. I have, I finally have his nickname. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Cedric the Entertainer. Right. Sure. Cedric the Mentertainer. Cedric the Mentertainer. The Mentertainer. No. no. Yeah. That was no. a good try. Okay. Cedric, uh, you'll recall that I was rooting for Cedric you when were. he when he said something to the effect that he was a bit outraged at discovering what violence interrupters were getting paid, but they couldn't be reached. And how do we? How do you even determine if they're accomplishing anything? Does anybody recall I that? Yes. Sure. Yeah. And then yeah. Cedric fell off the face of the earth. Never right. heard from him again until just this recently. Mm-hmm. And I saw him interviewed by Five Eyewitness News last night yep. uh, using the quotes John just had. And uh, Cedric has settled uh, comfortably into the meaningless boilerplate nonsense. Life on the third rail? That just doesn't accomplish anything. I, I was rooting hard for Cedric. And uh, he's now as complicit as the rest of them in not knowing the right hand doesn't well, know what the left hand is doing. And he was saying that the violence interrupters are doing good work, and there's no. there's really no way to even demonstrate well, that. Joe, no. credit tw- them with success of the uh, yeah. program. You're Which right. is oh, nonsense. Yeah. We are 12 days into the new year, and yeah. we have a record to break. Only 20 have been shot. Right, we That's got a record one. to break. Point six per day. That's only 20. But keep this in mind, ladies and gentlemen. This is the slow time of the year for this. You know what'll solve yeah, this? Right. Reparations will solve this. Oh my God. Who's paying? Everybody? Everybody should Throw pay. them all in there? I don't know what you do about the mugs, man. Ah, They're getting a bad deal. Come on. Yeah. Well, if we're that throwing... number was 22, we'd be at two a day. We, we I think we can approve. Yeah, we could. We, we yeah. got to get up to two a day. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Uh, we're le- 20 shot in 12 days. Yeah. And we're letting rapists out of jail. Yeah. Uh, that's been a banner oh, okay. couple of weeks for we're Minneapolis. Okay. We're going to be fine. <laughs> No sportsman show, though. No. Because people are afraid to come downtown. We got the plants and stuff, though, over at, I saw at uh, the convention center. We got there a home show or something? There's plants. an RV really? show Maybe going a garden on. show or something. Our, there's an RV show. Is that what it was? That's in St. Paul. They're going to have yeah, an okay. RV show. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. God help you. Donald Blom, the man convicted in the 1999 killing of convenience store clerk Katie Poyer in a case that shook Minnesota, has died while serving his prison of life without his prison sentence of life without parole. The 73-year-old Blom died Tuesday in the state's maximum security prison at Oak Park Heights. They're calling it an unexpected, unex- I'm sorry, an expected natural cause of death. Yeah, he'll illness. be greatly missed. Yeah. Corrections officials sent Blom to a Pennsylvania prison for his own safety soon after his conviction in 2000. He later served time at both Oak Park Heights and a medium security prison in Faribault. The uh, Richfield man was accused of kidnapping 19-year-old Katie Poyer of Barnum from DJ's Expressway Conoco on Interstate 35 in Moose Lake, where she was working alone. The abduction was caught on a chilling security video that was shown repeatedly on TV stations at the time. Blom, a convicted sex offender, admitted to strangling her and burning her body on his vacation property near Moose Lake. Authorities determined the charred bone fragments and tooth that they recovered from his fire pit were Poyer's. 
He maintained in his trial testimony and in unsuccessful God. appeals that the confession he gave authorities was coerced. But the Minnesota Supreme Court concluded his confession was voluntary and he had knowingly waived any claim to having it suppressed. I hope it was a long and painful death. That was 1999, I think we lost her. Yep. It was, yep, 1999. We should have turned uh, her grandpa loose on him. Her, her grandpa wanted to tear him from limb to limb. We well, should have let that happen. I absolutely should have. University of Minnesota officials have closed the Northrop building on the Twin Cities campus after part of the roof collapsed overnight. Jeez. Damage can be seen from the area surrounding the building, and engineers will be assessing just how much damage has been done, according to the university. No word on what caused the collapse. As of this time, access to the building has been closed off, as well as two nearby parking garages. No performances are scheduled for the auditorium until at least Saturday. The nearly 100-year-old building first opened in 1929. In 2014, the auditorium was reopened to the public after a three-year renovation project. If you're looking for a new pet, Minneapolis Animal Care and Control might be a good place to start. As of yesterday, the study has said it needs help finding homes for animals in its shelter because they've now reached capacity, with 98 animals being housed. Officials say that's a 47% increase from this time last year, which turned out to be a record year for the department. In just the past 11 days, city officials say 139 animals were brought to the animal care and control. The department is now looking for anyone who wants to adopt or foster dogs or cats, especially experienced dog handlers. The city says all adoption fees are still waived and animals are already completely vaccinated, sterilized, microchipped, and they are ready to be adopted. Attorney General Merrick Garland this afternoon said he has now appointed former federal prosecutor Robert Herr as special counsel to investigate the discovery of classified government records at the private home and office of President Joe Biden. Garland's announcement came hours after Biden and his lawyer said a second batch of classified documents recently had been found in a garage in the president's private home in Wilmington, Delaware. A first batch of classified documents had been found on November 2nd by lawyers for the president in an office in a Washington think tank that Biden has used while a private citizen. Garland previously had assigned John Lausch, the U.S. attorney for Chicago, to handle the inquiry. But according to a senior Department of Justice official, it's not a decision Garland made lightly. The regulations could not be more clear that based on the facts that made the U.S. attorney launch his initial investigation, an appointment of a special counsel is required. Uh, Garland in November, of course, appointed another former federal prosecutor, Jack Smith, as a special counsel to oversee two criminal investigations of former President Donald Trump. One of those probes focused on whether Trump violated federal law requiring presidents to turn over government records to the National Archives and Records Administration. FBI agents during an August raid on Trump's home and his Mar-a-Lago club found thousands of government records, hundreds of which had classified markings on them. I was at an event last night where a woman had b- bought brought some freshly baked chocolate cookies she made. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were shaped like a star, and they had a Hershey Kiss in the middle. Yeah, yeah sure. And holy mackerel! I loaded up my pockets. Really, like yeah. uh, Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, and then when I got home, I put them on the counter. Boy, were they good! Sounds like uh, <laughs> I like you need to get out more, That's sir. A- Good story. What? You got any more of those? I thought you were about to make an analogy know, between yeah. what happened with former President Trump and President Biden, and he's well, talking about. I didn't about have any uh, way to wrap them up, so I just throw them in the pocket. Just throw put them in my pocket. Right uh, the salmon. Adam, Adam you know, snack. that's straight out of the Bud Grant playbook. That uh, 
previous yeah. story you had about the dogs, John, you said those things have trackers on them. Yeah, everything microchipped and everything already. Uh, microchip, that's the phrase I was looking for. Maybe we should take a pool among GLers and maybe uh, throw in and maybe wow. have Such microchip. I think we're at that point where maybe. <laughs> where is he? Look at him. He's stealing <laughs> cookies from his lady. He's putting them in his shirt pocket. Right. Yeah. 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 We're, we're yeah, good. Have somebody follow Joe around next Tuesday. Who's the hobo stealing cookies? We are one step closer to that. (laughs) Inflation closed out 2022 at a modest retreat with consumer prices in December posting their biggest monthly decline since early in the pandemic, according to the Labor Department. The Consumer Price Index, which measures the cost of a broad basket of goods and services, fell 0.1% for the month in line with the Dow Jones estimate. That equated to the largest month-over-month decrease since April of 2020, as much of the country was in lockdown to combat COVID at that time. A steep drop in gasoline responsible for most of the monthly decline. Prices at the pump tumbled 9.4% for the month, or down 1.5% from a year ago. I noticed them going back up. Really? Yeah, I'm up to 319. Here. Yeah, that's what I paid. 319 I, yesterday. I paid 284 yesterday. Well, you go to some wilderness place. You're all everything you Costco. do is better than us. Yeah. Costco. Everything. Come on. Yeah. Join everything Costco. you do. Yeah. You're Join better. Costco. Mm-hmm. Dummies. I'm not a member. Of what? Costco. <laughs> you can get gas at Costco without being a member. Just so I didn't know that. I you thought just, I'd get turned you away. Can, yeah, you but unfortunately you have to. You have to drive to Coon Rapids. I wouldn't so. want to be a member of any store that would have me as a member. Thanks, Groucho. Yeah. <laughs> waka waka. A major death in the world of music and guitar. Now, this is going to take a while. Sorry. Jeff I want Beck. it to take a while. Jeff Beck dying from bacterial meningitis yesterday at the age of 78. Too young. Um, too young, yeah. Beck, one of the most influential guitarists of his generation, and he covered a lot of ground. 1965, when he joined the Yardbirds to replace another guitar hero, Eric Clapton, the group was already one of the defining acts in Britain's growing electric blues movement, but his licks and darting leads over songs like Shapes of Things and Over Under Sideways Down added a new element to the music that helped signal the emerging psychedelic rock revolution. Three years later, when Beck formed his own band, later known as the Jeff Beck Group, along with Rod Stewart, then little-known singer at the time, and the equally obscure Ron Wood on bass, the weight of the music created an early template for heavy metal. Specifically, the band's 1968 debut, Truth, provided a blueprint for another former Yardbirds guitarist, Jimmy Page. Uh, He drew on that band to found Led Zeppelin, and in fact did a couple covers, not surprisingly, that basically stole everything note for note. Right. What was his uh, Rod Stewart connection? Because Rod Stewart uh, said he basically brought him over to America. R- Rod Stewart was in the Jeff Beck group, as I just said, Rook. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so that's is the it just, He was the lead singer of the Jeff Beck group. Guys, is it just me? Um, but Ronnie and Jeff and Rod, they look an awfully lot alike. Yes. Like they could have been yeah. triplets. Yeah. Uh, he formed a sort of, like I said, this is a long, I'm not quitting this one. Keep going. He, formed, Keep he had going. a sort of a super group in the early 70s with bassist Tim Bogart and drummer Carmen Apice. Uh, he was restless, demanded that group, disbanded that group after only one record. Then in 1975, Beck began his solo career with, well, one of the best albums ever, Blow by Blow. 
yeah. reconfigure the essential formula of the era's fusion movement, tipping the balance of its influences from jazz to rock and funk, in the process creating a sound that was both startlingly new and highly successful, became a top five LP and sold a million or more copies. It contains his unbelievably great take on a song Stevie Wonder wrote for him, that song, Because We've Ended As Lovers, universally considered one of the finest guitar instrumentals of the past 50 years. It'll that make actually, you cry. It'll oh, make yeah, you cry. Every emotion uh, he rings out of that guitar and that song, yep. that's possible. Yep. Beck actually knew Wonder from working on the Wonder album Talking Book, which he added a brilliant solo to Wonder's song Looking for Another Pure Love. Wonder actually wrote Superstition for Beck, but oh. Wonder and the heads of Motown realized it would be a big hit, so they kept it. And then Wonder wrote the other song, because we've ended as lovers as a sort of payback for Beck. In the years that followed, he mined lots of genres, including electronica during one phase, always hiring great musicians, always putting on great shows, always getting the admiration of peers everywhere. He was often called the guitarist's guitarist. Not as much popularity sales-wise, although he did sell plenty of records. Again, Jeff Beck was 78 years old. Still playing great as of about three weeks ago, by the way. Really Why did his fun. death hit me more than others, oh, I wonder? It just doubled me over. Yeah. The, uh, I always had young. a soft spot for the guy. He was Question. only 78. Yeah. Question for you, John. His approach to music was kind of a don't-look-back approach, and it reminds me a, a lot of Miles. Did those two yeah. ever play together? Not that I am aware of, no. Can you um, imagine? I did want to amplify that story. When I saw I saw Jeff Beck twice, once in 89 at Northrop. Uh, I was at that show, John. Well, all he did then was his current album. Mm -hmm. He didn't do anything else. And somebody in the front row yelled Yardbirds. And oh. he, was he was standing at the mic and he started laughing and he played that intro lick from and then he just started laughing and stopped and walked away. <laughs> so, Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. Was it he, he Reavers was always, in the front row yelling uh, Yardbirds? Probably, yeah. yeah. He was quite the car guy. Did you know that? Yes, yeah. Did he have his license? He's the son of an accountant and a mother who worked in a chocolate factory. Oh, yeah. Wow. He, what uh, was it? A I know what you're seeing. Yeah. You're seeing Ethel and Lucy. I'm seeing mom. I'm yep. seeing mom. I'm coming to work with you. Yeah. He uh, loved, uh, what was it? The 32 Ford coupe? He was a hot rod guy. Yeah. Was it the 32 or 37? Yeah. One of those. I saw a great quote this morning where, uh, because all of his buddies, you know, they got all the fancy sports cars and stuff. And he said he tried to talk Clapton into getting rid of all of his Italian cars, but he never could. He said, go get some American, old American cars and get rid of all those Italian sports cars. One that. side note, you forgot about that Northrop show. Who is he playing with, John? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool yeah. hell of a show. Yeah. What's the that, uh, the other time you saw Jeff back, John? Yeah. Thanks, Chris. That was uh, that would have been 19. I looked it up last <laughs> night because people I know from uh, Mandan, North Dakota, started asking me questions about that uh, on Facebook. And it was June 27th, 1976 in Fargo. And it was, uh, he was the second of, or third of four acts. Fleetwood Mac was the headline act. And uh, on the way there, John may have, uh, may have imbibed a little more. I wasn't Oversold. driving. I was you not driving. Served. Yeah, I, I was overserved. And it was a daytime concert. So by the time I got there, I watched the first couple acts who were Henry Gross and Pat Travers. And then I, oh, that's I good. then I fell asleep. And oh, yeah. no, nobody bothered to wake me up for much of Jeff Beck. So I missed most of Jeff Beck that oh, I woke oh, up in time I for Fleetwood. That story. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah, to say I may have been in that kind of position myself a few times. On occasion. 
Yeah, yep, that's that's very interesting. All well, right. That's the only reason why, because I knew that story. Much, yeah, Chris so. has heard that those, story. Before. What is uh, John? Those, sound those, like a good illness to have bacterial John, meningitis. No. Mm. The, John, those steps at First Avenue that lead up to the balcony. Yes. Those are awfully comfortable if you get sleepy. Oh no, <laughs> awfully comfortable. Where's the soul man? <laughs> I uh, I understand. Uh, before I understand. you bring up another story, John, the uh, president sure. um, had a little press conference. A few. I did see that. Yes. A few, a few moments ago, and uh, Peter Ducey's having a field day with this one. All right. Uh, here is the president when he was asked about classified material. Mr. Okay. Classified classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? <laughs> Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, <laughs> so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but street anyway. was in a locked garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. <laughs> um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified materials seriously. Huh? Yeah, we are living said, oh, in God. an episode of the it, Three Stooges. It's just amazing. But was it a locked garage? It's a locked garage. They were locked up. Don't worry about it. He's killing gas production, which isn't working. That's being produced, but he's got a Corvette. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's electric. He might go no, royal no, family not. on that and electrify it. Oh God! Yeah. Like they oh. ruined an XKE. Oh. Have you seen the clip of him on Leno's show where they? No. Uh, he took it out on the racetrack. Oh, God. Did he crash into anything? He didn't crash, no. Oh. Merritt Bylander is now the new Klondike Kate. Yes, and I was asked this morning at home, why do Klondike Kates always have to be such big gals? Because that was the... That's the legend. That's they were perfect. the body saloon singers of the Gold Rush era. Exactly. Right on. Yep. Uh, the Stillwater native has been performing on stage since she was three years old. She entered the competition because of her admiration for the real Klondike Kate for her goal to put a smile on everyone's faces. Bylander said, my guiding mission is to let all women know that Kate is an all-encompassing, all-races, all-ages woman. Klondike Kate is all women, she said, and that can aspire anybody to be Kate. Anybody. I was hugged by a Klondike Kate <laughs> once. It's You know what? She was really perspiring. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, it, I came away damp. Oh, oh you just brought up what I wanted to say. I, I really want to be hugged by a clown. Oh, it's Kate. fun. Yeah. She was, was all it the lathered state fair? up. Why were we sweating so No, bad? during the carnival. She was really lathered up. Hmm. Awesome. George uh, George. Well, let me, before, before we move on, let me just yeah. uh, let you know, because I did learn of something uh, going on for the uh, uh -huh. winter carnival. They're looking for uh, people who love to perform and entertain a crowd. If you enjoy being on stage and want to have fun, this is your event. You can compete for cash prizes in their new event this year, Vocal Interpretations, a lip-sync contest during the Winter Carnival this year. Compete to your favorite songs as a solo artist or a small group. It's going to be uh, preliminaries on January 26th, and if you're lucky, you'll move on to the final competition on January 29th. <laughs> Fantastic. Bring your family and friends to cheer you on as you lip-sync the night away. Why, why are you promoting Why this? are you Are you? What is in, this? We are got a guy that's in the, uh, in the deal. In the no, business. I'm, I'm not in, but you could probably go to wintercarnival.com to learn more about Who, Who's that. in oh, it that we know? You, you know. Come on. He was here signing, uh, having a Patrick signing a book the other day. Um, He's a real mayor. I think everybody oh. knows 
Everybody knows yep. that the Winter Carnival is just a lame excuse for St. Paul to try to one-up Minneapolis and the Aquitennial celebration. It's the just, Do we get it's any jealous this year? It's jealousy well, is it's what it is. the only reason the Aquitennial got created was because they felt so down uh, and out because I, of the Winter Carnival. I think it's the other way around. Where'd you hide you, the you can no, believe no, that no, if you no, want. No, the Winter Carnival okay. goes back to the 1800s. You go ahead and rewrite history the, there, uh, Biden. The Aquitennial go started ahead. in about 1949 or <laughs> yeah. 41 or something. Yeah, it's but, still better. Yeah. Where's no, that, no, it's not even remotely close. Where's that medallion at? I, I haven't hidden it yet. Okay. First place, uh, the big prize? 100 bucks. For that singing thing? <laughs> yes. 100 bucks. You know, that's not the, uh, you kidding not me? the carnival it used to be. But no. uh, so what, do you, what do you get for the medallion? A hunk of cheese? <laughs> a couple <laughs> of Snicker bars and a Coke. <laughs> wow. Uh, Spare no expense. Uh, you get a hat. Uh, you get some kind of hat. Yeah. Scott Farkas hat. Yeah, you get one of those Elmer Fudd hats. <laughs> and then you get the, the scarf, one of the scarves oh. from Klondike Kate that she hands off to you oh. after she has danced, kind of like Elvis. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm now addicted to <laughs> doing those damn Hocus Pocus cartoons huh? where you got to yeah. find the six differences between the two panels. Oh, yeah. Oh. Where the hell are those? I was looking I couldn't find them. They're in you... the Pioneer Press every day on, oh, the, on the weather page. Oh, the Pioneer Press. I yeah. was looking in the Star Tribune. Oh, stories They're like that. They're not classy are... enough to have Hocus Pocus. I got gotcha. Or Hocus Focus or whatever it's called. Hocus stories Focus. like that are the exact reason we're going to microchip you. <laughs> Just, Joe, that's good for your brain. Just tell It them. is, John. Thank yeah, you. It's good for your brain. Thank it you. helps you develop your brain. I, I can yep. see you riding in the back of the train with the newspaper. Hey, anybody got a pen? <laughs> a pencil. I need a pencil. All right. What else you got, John? Uh, George Santos, the recently elected GOP congressman from New York, who's admitted to lying about parts of his resume, is now facing more backlash from his own party as a growing number of House Republican lawmakers are asking him to resign or saying he can't serve effectively, even as Speaker Kevin McCarthy stands by the embattled congressman. Santos has been defiant, pushing back on calls for him to resign, and House GOP leadership has not called for him to do so. Instead, McCarthy, Republican from California, has indicated he will not join demands from New York GOP leaders and others for Santos' resignation, and has indicated Santos is on track to still get committee assignments. Why? He can't take him seriously. Well, McCarthy is. Well, McCarthy's a word yeah, i can't say don't, don't say it don't say already it. said it once right <laughs> i'm not editing it again yeah. <laughs> uh i do like the uh television show yellowstone but uh this is this is getting a little ridiculous uh, city slickers folks who work at desks yeah like well, folks like me folks yeah. who've never never seen a horse or a cow in person right. they're starting to dress in extreme western fashion based on a show oh, boy. Uh, on the show this is all from the wall street journal sure the rustic look is compelling it has inspired fans far from the Montana pastures where Yellowstone is filmed to dress like John Dutton, his daughter Beth, or the dark-hatted ranch foreman Rip Wheeler. Oh, yeah, Rip. 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 Yeah. Rip. Gotta love Rip. Uh, Joe yeah, that's Mar- fantastic news. That's it. Okay, I guess that's the end of that story. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be how, how do you do it, just seven, do you do seven or eight paragraphs to go. Yeah, that's enough. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Let them put on their cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that rural bleed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What you writing about today, Suits? I don't know. That is that's the perfect way to end news though. Seriously. Not not trying to be funny. That's beautiful. I, I don't like know. It. I don't know. You should write about the Vikings being outscored. I F that up. <laughs>
You know what's the really bad thing, though? Nobody noticed. I know. I'm sorry. It's just weird. What, what'd you do? What'd I miss? I wrote a column about what a strange year the Vikings have had, and I said, just imagine there, both San Francisco and the Vikings have the same record, and San Francisco's outscored its opponents by whatever it was, oh. and the Vikings have only outscored their opponents by 19 points. Well, the, it's reversed. The Vikings haven't outscored opponents. They've been outscored. Oh, been I got outscored you. Been outscored. Yep, yep, I understand. Let's get that microchip. Yep, put that in there. <laughs> you know what? You had a 50-50 shot. Uh, what's the deal with ads? Uh, what do you want to know? Are we done? No. Well, who's got one left? Reavers does. Well, let's do it right now. Hey, you're going to post that play uh, play for Patrick thing, right? Thank Chris? you for the reminder. Let's get that up there. Johnny, don't forget to send me news stories. Uh, literally, because Candy said that, Chris, I was just going to uh, make a, you know, <laughs> make a you Okay, know. without starting a war here. Oh, God. What is the difference between what, what Trump did and what Biden did with the classified stuff? Well, so, so far, well, so far, though, Trump doesn't want to give anything back and... Okay. In, insists it all belongs to him. That I guess that's the only difference I see. Okay. I can bet you a million dollars, and I'd win. That Trump has no idea what he took. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> it's like when any of us move, we yeah. just you know the first half hour we're packing gingerly, and then it's half this, and you just <laughs> throw throwing sh- crap in boxes and taping it up. There's stuff that boxes we still haven't opened. We st- we have no idea what's in them. They're just in storage. Biden will skate on this. Of course he will. Next to his Corvette. Next to his vet, huh? I thought it was found in the uh, Biden pen uh, pretend think tank. There were two separate A new batch today. Oh, I got a new batch next to the vet? Didn't you listen to the news? I don't pay. Apparently he doesn't pay attention. (laughs) What do you bet he set him on the hood, suit? Boy, that, that dummy would. And then pull them off the hood without lifting them off the oh. hood. That's why you open the hoods in the garage. So nobody sets anything on it. That's it. It's kind of fun, though, when people start the car, isn't it, in the garage, when you don't want them to? No. Wow. That, I, I blame Kenny I for the fact that car blew up. John, you know what you are? You're uh, mean. Instigator. You're mean. I'm, I'm an instigator. Oh, I don't know. Why did you yeah, I am. say that? <laughs> I thought that was common knowledge. Huh? John, you're mean. You're just, you're just mean. You are. You do have an evil streak in you. Let's go. I I, I'm playful. Reeves, got to do your Not act. evil, yep. I'm playful. Yep. Yeah. I hear a cowbell. Honest to God. Is that you, Rook? Yeah. He's yeah. making his science experiment. I'm just mixing in some Weiler's oh, powder. Oh, yeah, shoot. How am I going to yes. do that? Damn it. What do I need me to do? What did you what? What? No, I forgot to put He put the thing on the top of the thing and R- saved it. Rookie sounded like you were drinking there for a minute. What did you mean me to do? Let me show you. <laughs> what I feel like you I had. I got up too right. damn early. Went um, to bed at 9 o'clock, though. Did you already work today? Yeah. At the airport? Ooh. Yeah, I'm not going back. Hold on. I need, a, I need another minute here. Well, Chris, one. you go ahead and take that minute because uh, it's not a problem. 
I, uh, yesterday after Krabby, um, I went home and had some lunch and fully intending to go out to the shop and get a whole bunch of work done. See you. Yeah, I woke up at about 5 p.m. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> good intentions. Yeah. She wasn't good. But she Boy, the morons were running into each other yesterday. Huh? My God. Wow. Channel 9 had a montage of crashes. I saw morning. that. That was spectacular. Oh, God. It was just... And uh, I got a hold of... What's her name? The traffic reporter there? Buddy of mine? Uh, Kendall Mark. So I sent Kendall a message asking her to post it on Twitter, and she said, now, this this is how we know Kendall is one of us. Hold on, let me find it. It's so awesome. Uh, but then I'd have to find it from an editor, and that sounds like a pain in the butt. I'll see if the web team plans to take it and <laughs> smash it out. <laughs> I worked with Kendall's college roommate at the nightclub. She's very cool. Yeah, Kendall's pretty cool. Uh, all right joe joe before i forget yeah mondays or fridays i think mondays makes the most sense because patrick loads up fridays and that makes more sense for me too because i like some after some weekends there's a bunch of news and i always think oh it'd be fun to be there today yeah you know let's do mondays okay monday through thursday then yep groovy can i go down to four well i'm going up to four Till, uh, Can till, we get uh, going here? Till we revisit it. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm not doing an ad here. You're not going. When are you going to? I'm not going to. All right. I had to put something. I'm else not in. going to. You can't I'm make not me. Not going to. All right, I'm rolling. You can't make me. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Let's revisit Mary Moriarty. Yeah. The new Hennepin County Attorney and. She wiped a case off the books the other day on a technical error committed by the prosecutor, and that freed a rapist, an alleged rapist. And we caught her some slack on this we show. Did. Did. Uh, yeah. uh, um, Except did. Chris, yeah. Chris did. <laughs> None of this wee crap. <laughs> uh, this is a piece that was in today's paper by a guy named Joe Ritter, who was on the jury. Mm-hmm. And he said, I was a jury on the rape case dismissed last week. And reported uh, January 10. I heard Friday afternoon that the case had been dismissed, which was both a relief and a distressingly abrupt end to a difficult experience. We had heard most of the prosecution's case, but none of the defense case. The prosecutor had behaved inappropriately, and it was necessary to remove her from the case. But I learned from Tuesday's article that it was actually a discretionary choice by the county attorney to dismiss the case rather than to proceed. The stated rationale for this decision does not match the reality of the situation, and the public deserves a better explanation from the county attorney. County attorney Mary Moriarty said, It is impossible to substitute a new attorney who is unfamiliar with the case. I assume she meant a new attorney who is sufficiently familiar with the case. Could another prosecutor have stepped in? The case was not complicated. It relied only on witness testimony that the rape actually took place, and if it did, that the defendant was the rapist. The evidence was not complex. There were only a few witnesses. We were asked during jury selection whether we recognized the names of witnesses, and that list was certainly not much longer than six names. Five had already testified. 
A further indication that the case was not complicated is that Judge Peter Cahill had told the jury that the case would likely conclude early this week. Perhaps it's because I'm not a lawyer, but it doesn't seem plausible that basic familiarity with the case would require more than a few hours of study. On Friday at this stage, on Friday afternoon, the county attorney had the following choice. Move for dismissal or continue the trial with the potential disadvantage of an underprepared prosecutor. She chose dismissal with one of two consequences. A, an innocent defendant is not formally acquitted and lives with an unjust cloud over his reputation, or B, a guilty defendant goes free. B. Had they proceeded with the case, the possible outcomes would have been different. C, a not guilty defendant is formally acquitted, or D, a guilty defendant goes to prison. From this standpoint of the public, those are unambiguously better than A and B. One of the worst possible outcomes would be conviction of an innocent defendant, but that seemed unlikely to be caused by an under that seems likely to be caused by an underprepared prosecutor. Yet the county attorney chose dismissal, saying this saying they would be unable to secure a conviction. A conviction may have been unlikely if indeed it was going to happen in the first place, but such a blanket statement is logically false. And the possibility that the rape of a 14-year-old goes unpunished weighs extremely heavily in the public interest. Mm -hmm. But no jury will judge the evidence now. The county attorney's statements don't seem to add up, and that is why I believe she owes the public a more complete and credible explanation for the decision. Joe Ritter, Minneapolis. That was very nicely done. We screwed up. We should have had your lawyer buddy on when we were discussing this Mm -hmm. uh, because— That was a pretty good piece today. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, Reavers, but this, you didn't. No, well, here's what I'm going to say. Maybe you what were. I was attempting to say before I was so rudely cut off in the yeah. midst of trying to rudely. save yeah. my ass, rudely. which you do on occasion, mm-hmm. yeah, all the time. 99 times out of 100, it, it yeah. does save my ass. But what I was trying to say is, why couldn't in this specific case? Why couldn't this attorney have been reprimanded after the case was over instead of during the case, yeah. therefore throwing out this potential conviction I, I of a rapist? Think you did say that, I think, Chris. We we probably just ignored you. And and I apologize for myself, Chris. Okay. Was there ever any discussion that this would affect an appeal? Or is yes. Appeal? It was clear right away that yeah. this, if this was thrown out, this guy could not be tried again for this specific case. Yes. But okay, I, and I think. I think I said something about perhaps there being uh, the judge throwing the case out or whatever uh, because of whatever. I I don't know anything about Mary Moriarty except what I read publicly, and that has me conclude that she's ideologically corrupt. I don't know that she's humanly corrupt or criminally corrupt. But how could you draw a different conclusion? She's corrosive ideologically, where she, she will weigh in favor of the criminal. And now, why in this case, though? Why? 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 Yeah, I was just going to get to that. Yeah. I was going to get to that. Why? It, see, I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm not going to accuse Mary Moriarty of going soft on a an alleged rapist of a 14 year old. And you know what? I'll so, do? so, so I'm going to be with the letter writer. Please give us a more thorough explanation of what you see what this you right are here. Doing. 
I'll keep I don't, this, I'll I don't keep this see seat it. open for you. Yeah. So when you finally do come to this side, it'll <laughs> no, be nice I, and warm the, the for you. The side I'm coming to is, uh, and this letter writer who was on the jury has a great point. Uh, I would like a, I would like a more thorough explanation of why you chose the path you did. Yeah. Okay. Because this poor 14 year old girl is never going to get justice for what happened to her. Right. right. So there's just one prosecutor sitting at the table. There's not a couple or a team. I doubt if there were more than one. I mean, they're busy. They got a lot of cases, and huh. she probably go what a public prosecutor, obviously, to prosecute it, and huh. and she sl- uh, slipped a piece of paper that said venue, and then she told a lie about what was on the piece of paper. There's, I, I would imagine there would have been other ways Moriarty could have handled that. But we don't know because she won't tell us. Has right. that lawyer been fired yet? I don't know. Well, she was, was being investigated, correct, John? Is that a fireable? Is it a fireable position? I don't know. I don't know. She I was removed know. from uh, any cases at the time, is what it said yeah. the other day. I, yeah. I honestly think, and I, this is not hyperbole, I honestly think <laughs> what we need to do, right. seriously, is we need to start keeping track. I mean, this is the first 12 days of her tenure. I volunteer. You keep track. <laughs> Only because they come to it. I, I agree. We should. Seriously, because Minneapolis is already in trouble. We'll be the only ones keeping track, though, yeah. as, as usual. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lyman's at Worldwide Waftage. It was on this day in 1816. You still didn't say your January 12th. I have nothing to be sorry for when it comes to he you. Does, what are you talking about? apologize. <laughs> Ever. He's been wrong. Willis A. Gorman was born in Flemingsburg, Kentucky. He would be appointed second territorial governor of Minnesota in 1853 and would later serve in the legislature, command the 1st Minnesota Volunteer, Volunteer Infantry Regiment in the Civil War, and be St. Paul's city attorney from 1869 until his death on May 20, 1876. Flemingsburg. <laughs> on this day in 1840. Uh, January 12th. Governor James D. Doty of Wisconsin Territory. Uh, what did he do? That's <laughs> uh, too got too much in parentheses. <laughs> On this day in 1876, one one two two two. I got it right today. The Three. Minnesota Forestry Three. Association was formed to work for the passage of conservation laws to protect the state's forests. <laughs> At one time, boasting 10,000 members. The association would prove so successful. How successful successful was it? Well, that state agencies and civic groups took on its activities, and in 1948, that group voted itself out of existence. God, you don't tell me. On this day in 1888, the 12th, a major blizzard struck the state, hitting western Minnesota especially hard and causing the deaths of between 150 and 150 people. Wow. Many of them children on their way home from school. Oh, why do you have to add that? This has been brought up on this show many times. Speaking of that, uh, Mitra Jalali, the councilwoman from... Uh, I was uh, Walter made me privy to her uh, newsletter to constituents, yeah. and she said the plows have been busy removing fifty inches of snow from St. Paul <laughs> Street. Hold on, Mitra. Oh. Fifty. Uh, we don't fifty know inches. That. Fifty inches. Uh-huh. Well, if you pile it all up, right, yeah. like it is right I now. I propose the city of St. Paul shovel the walks for the residents. <gasps> oh, on I, this day in 1913, <laughs> January 12th. Alexandre T. Heine. 
flies the first airplane over Minneapolis. And that's huh. it for this day in history. Jaime? Heine, 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 H E I N E. How would you say it? H E I N E. Yeah. Heine. Okay. Like Heine. a bottom. I was a just going to mention quickly that I did post a cool video of snow removal in Montreal in a, in, in the inner city. Yeah. Very, very cool huh. how they la, do that. La neige? They pick that's up the cars and move them. It's really? cool. Well, oh, that's wow. with trouble. I don't. I don't know if it's an actual forklift or what the what it is. Well, how could they do that? They'd have to go car it's after a car, car lifter car. upper. Yeah. Well, most people <laughs> move their vehicles, but those that were left oh, there oh, are then. It's not a free service. I bet. Probably I would not. hope that. Thank they would you, GLers. I would hope that they would move them the way they took my car. This car I brought to the scrapyard, the recycling it. place. I, I took the chains off it. It was on my flat flat bed. Guy comes up in a front end loader yesterday? with forks. Not on the show. Yeah, he did. No. Off the yeah, air, I told you. Off oh, the air. Yeah. Uh, front end loader, forks. Stabbed him through the window. Like it's a kebab. Picked oh that God. piece of crap up <laughs> and hauled it away. <laughs> what a cool job that would be. So awesome. Be very rewarding. Yes. Yeah. Therapeutic. Now, if they stabbed Rookie's car, what if they hit the part that didn't have the hole in the gas tank? Uh, it wouldn't explode. It's Goodbye! Taped, it's taped up pretty good. Joe would like to go now. God. What time is it? Left. Time to write. 2.30. Will you mention me in your column? No. Damn, how, about, how about all of us? No. You know, the old gang in Garage Logic, they sure are fun to listen to. And you can listen to them if you have found them on Pod Honest MM. To God. Honest to God. Honest to God. What does that mean? Honest to God. It means you're telling the truth. Okay. Who would you be dishonest to? Matt, hurry up. I'm sick of it. I just, you know, <laughs> some days I just want to curl up and just kick back and relax. You ever have those days? Yeah. Have you ever acted on that? Yep. It's going to get stabbed in the heart with a pencil. I think that's what I'm going to go do. Curl up, check out Potted Man, then I'm going to go subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube, and then I'm going to go join the town council for a measly $10 a month or $100 for the year. I'd join the town council. Yes. And miss Why stuff like this. Coming apart. All right. What are you, Henny Youngman? Thank Ladies you. and gentlemen. Rook, you know, sometimes you just impress me as a genius. Thank you. <laughs> Beginning of just time. other times. Not all not the time. So. Not, not, all the time. Other time. The, not all the time. Not all the time. Not all the time. Down the averages time. when you're not like that. Right. I got you. I got it. It's a curve. It's a curve. It's a curve. Oh. Can you do the no show uh, highlights? I'll give you the four words nope. and you make something up. Nope. <laughs> you make something up. So here's my question. When you write the column, right, which is typically on Thursday, how long does it take you typically? I don't want to talk to you about this. You're going to give him writer's cramp. He won't be able to. No, Patrick so you're, always such a, you're always in such a hurry. Definitely, get, definitely, definitely got to hurry up. Hurry up and wait. You just sit there and look at the keyboard. You <laughs> <laughs> have like a. A chart, a dry erase board up on the wall with ideas, yeah. notes, or do you just fart something out? Gas stoves will not be banned. You put in there that my dad needs a twelve pack of Dr Pepper and some milk. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, USC forbids the use of the word feet. The word field. Okay. 
We'd like to know what Mary Moriarty was really up to in dismissing a rape case. How do you spell Moriarty, please? M-O-R. Yep. I-A. Yep. R-I-T-Y. R-I-T-Y? Yeah. Yeah, that's that sound right. right. We would like yeah. to know what Mary Moriarty really <laughs> was really up to. Oops. Listen to this. Uh, when she dismissed this. a rape case. I got an email during the show. I just opened it now, 1243 from Jesus. Shannon Anderson. Subject line, twat. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't remember the last time Joe made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Anything else you want to mention, Suchi Boy? No, height. Joe uses the T word. Height. The T word. Johnny Height. Oops. This is a, a great Jeff word. Beck it, eulogy. It's right up there with dink. Dink. And yeah, a dink. great Jeff Beck eulogy. I got a fighting chance to believe you spelled that wrong. E U L O G Y. Okay. Right? Eulogy? What did I say? I, I think that's right. I better make sure I spelled Mary Moriarty. Mary. Well, I Mor- got that in here. So. Moriarty. I got her. I'll look it up. You're in a hurry. M O R I A R. M O R I A R. Bleeper. Oh, there isn't a sec. A third Y. Wait, what? What? M-O-R- a third Y. A I- third Y. <laughs> I meant I. There's only one I. M O R I A. Yep. R I T Y. That's what I was just saying. Can't be that difficult. No. She, uh, well, I better be careful. Is there a dog barking? That's Larry. Yeah, that's Larry. He's uh, apparently the guy who was doing the door is leaving, I'm guessing. Larry doesn't want him to leave. No, we got a new door. So he was putting it in, and I'm guessing. New front door? Somebody would would kick it in? Sliding door downstairs. Oh. A little privacy for Dylan, you know. Gotcha. What are you going to write about? How long does it take you to ride? <laughs> Did Rook leave? No, he's right here. Hey, uh, when are you ready for the crash course on how to use megaphone? Megabus. No, it's megaphone. <laughs> what is that? Why are they it's our new, movie? because we had to get rid of Podcast One, because Podcast One is awful. God, I'm so sick we of shopping for cars. I thought we just what? bought steak in Podcast Jesus. One. That was a long time ago. But are we, aren't we still, not we. Who are we mad at? <clears throat> I'm sure this is wonderful insight that the jailers could not possibly care less yes what do you want to know jailers <laughs> there's a lot of shifty swindlers selling cars on uh marketplace so nothing new for my brother uh yeah damn he, it he um sent me a uh, text this morning apologizing <sighs> and he's got to keep it for the foreseeable future yeah my uh God bless my nephew, but he's a, he's a curse behind the wheel. What, did he run it dry or something? No, he, the the Jeep you're talking about? Yeah. I think he hit a curb. No, he hit a curb with the Lincoln. Oh, yeah. And uh, I forget. Nick, Nick fixed that. Okay. This is an engine issue. Oh, then he probably did. Hey, Dad, the engine light's been on for about six months. Or the check o- <laughs> rookie nods. Yeah. Been there, done Been that. there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what do you want to know? My uh, my wife blew up a car. Didn't didn't notify me that the check engine light was on. Right after she got her license, pretty much. Oof. Whoops. 
it was, it was an old, like the two door explorers, the sports. It's a nice car, but it was about 10 years old already. She, what kind was it? 230. Ooh. John, you only sent me two, you lazy bastard. I sent you three. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. There's just no picture to go along with two of them. For That's some what reason. I usually look for the photo because it's like easier <laughs> to find. Why doesn't that surprise me, Chris? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I got the play for Patrick thing right here, too. Sweet. So It'd be nice if she wanted to spend a little money, but she's notoriously tight. And so why don't we're just a, shopping for junk is what we're doing. Why don't you do about. a, uh, why don't you lease one? She doesn't drive that far. Uh, about 40 miles a day. Yeah. Wouldn't that be okay? Wouldn't that be workable? <clears throat> Hang on, guys. Uh-oh. Are we getting a little Bob in? Bob? Letting you in. Okay, crank it. Here we go. Hello. How you doing, Dad? Good. Joe wants me to get you some Dr. Pepper and some milk. Yeah, well, tell Joe thank you very much. Yep, I'm going to have Joe pay for it, Dad. Yeah, that'd be real nice. And then maybe maybe uh, Pat could kick in for some cookies. Yeah, we can get Pat in for some cookies, too. <laughs> Where does Joe need to drop it off? Uh, Joe's gonna Joe's gonna drop it off. You know where he is, right? Right off of Seventh, Joe. Yeah. What are you, What are you watching on TV? Wapner. I'm watching about the uh, documents that Joe Biden had locked in his garage. Ah, right next to the Corvette. Oh, that is it's a fiasco. Uh, no Western, no Western, no gun smoke today, huh? Be so stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no gun smoke today, huh? No, no, I, uh, nope. I'm kind of getting tired of Festus and Chester. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, it was reported after the series that they were dating, I think, for a short time. You know who died of AIDS? Oh, hey, here we go. Here we go. Jumping into the deep end. Careful. What? Who? Careful. Kitty? 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 The one that owned the lawn branch. <laughs> I don't she know. died of AIDS in, the, in 1980. Oh, wow. I, that's, that's bad. Hey, we never went to get that your haircut. right. I, uh, I had the girl downstairs massacre up. Oh, she did a little hack job, huh? Yeah, I got her. She said they're about 25 years old, and I said, it sounds like it. I oh. kept... I kept waiting for her to slice my throat with every time she came around with it. Did she give you the uh, sport cut or the chick magnet? Uh, it's kind of a cross between a mohawk and a butch. Has <laughs> <laughs> he got a little thing going uh, with her, Matt? Yeah. I was, uh, was she, uh, she wasn't getting close to you, was she? No. Good is she a Lord. good kisser? I <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna leave this off. leave the studio, and I'm gonna uh, drive over, and I'll drop that stuff off for you. Okay. Thanks a lot. Honey yeah. Graham, chocolate covered Graham cookies. Uh, so Dr Pepper. <laughs> so and leave me a wake up call for seven forty five. Copy, copy. We'll do that. And some what is some gra- chocolate covered Grams? Yeah, cookies. Okay. Jimmy Deans. All right. Sound. Yeah, I got him. I got you. Okay. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye-bye. What other 
show producer talent would let you in on that conversation. (laughs) Nobody in this market. When he took the AIDS route, I was like, oh boy, you better have your finger on the button. Switch gears. (laughs) Oh my God! And so he just—that's a oh, random. I was thinking hair cream. I was thinking the 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 self tanner. Oh, that's what yeah, I was I'm thinking. Not bringing of. that up. Damn it! No more self tanner for Bob. I Why? Said, Dad, it looks like you peed your head. <laughs> <laughs> I said that with. I was sitting with Gabe, and he had he had this self tanner in his hair to make him look young, and that's Gabe was sitting there, and I said, Dad, it looks like you your head, and Gabe his mouth went open. He looked at me. He's like, Did you just say that to Grandpa? <laughs> and uh, now you know <laughs> it's an ongoing thing. So he's at the new place. This is the new place. He is at uh, what's it called? Something Gardens. It's on Seventh. Elderly Gardens. He's running the show. Yeah, Elderly Gardens. Elderly basically, what gardens. it is. He loves it though. They- my my grandmother loved the place that she was at in Fairville. It was the most social activity she had in the last ten years of her life. He Seriously. wears he wears diapers. Oh, no, I know. Well, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually he had a great week last week because he called me and told me they watched Maverick, and he oh, said sure. it was one, it was a great movie. He absolutely loved it. Top Gun Maverick, yeah. Nice. Oh, oh, that's yeah, a not show James, about the old TV not show. James Garner Maverick. You know what? He probably would have been just as happy with that too. You, you know? guys make fun of me, but that movie is fan freaking. I haven't seen it yet. God, I haven't seen it either. You? I don't know why. I'm not. Let me know when you it. watch, and I'll come over. No, nope. because I want to watch no, it again. I think we're good. We're gonna hang out there. <laughs> all right, I'll tell Bob. You guys all said hello. So what do you need? You need don't don't forget doc- the graham cracker. Cookie. Oh yeah, doc- chocolate covered graham. No Jimmy Deans. No, that's a Z cut that's a back? Walmart run. I already had to take him last week to Cub. Oh, oh, this is just the stopping by for the the essentials. Yeah, didn't I? Did I send that video out where he was going oh. through and he stopped at the candy aisle? God. Yeah, and he, it was. Yeah, I think you guys saw that. Yeah. That was, uh, shopping with Bob. What is this healthcare? I don't know what this is. Who's calling me? What's health care? That's them. Uh, might be with the new job. Maybe I'll just let it roll. You got to let it roll. You just got to let it roll. All right, Braz. Uh, so you want people. When do you want the megaphone? How much hey. more difficult is it? Seriously? Do you want me to give you the real? Careful. Don't. You're going to splash yourself. Uh, splash yourself. Here, here's the only reason is because I'm, I am out the first week of, of Feb. Yes. And then also, oh. there's going to be a stretch for spring break, but, but that's not till damn near April. Chris, every time you leave, there's um, we get emails about it not being loud enough. I know. Do you know how to? That's operator error. Yeah. You know how to rectify that? I do. With the, but the problem is there. I'm usually not sitting here. Right. That's okay. We'll uh, yeah. we'll yeah. we'll get her. No, we're gonna get her. We'll get well, her. We'll get her. What this? Uh, it's gonna be a rundown. One day closer. We're one day closer to me winning the lottery, and you guys never seen me again. <laughs> have you guys? Have you ever listened to the Super Seventies podcast? Oh, thank no. you for bringing that up. What is it? Well, I was just wondering if it's any good. Oh, that's what. Okay. Hold on. You don't leave yet, rookie. You're not going anywhere. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. Uh. <laughs> You didn't answer my question. Do I know the name of the Super Seventies podcast? Podcast. Have you ever listened to it? Obviously not. No. He had an all timer though the other day. Super Seventies. Oh my god! Hold on, hold on. Please don't tell me he took it down. He'll do that though. Especially if there's a typo, he'll pull it. No, this was if 
somebody might have taken offense to it. Oh, come on. Don't tell me he took it down because it was it made me gut laugh. It was so funny because what was of its it about inappropriateness. Oh, come on. Dang it. He did. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I forget how often he tweets. Holy crap. Yeah, always. Here we go. It's the Milton Bradley game of Battleship. Okay. Oh, yeah. right. I remember that one. So it's the dad and the son sitting there at the table, Rook, mm-hmm. and the mom and the daughter in the background. Honey, can Cindy and I play some Battleship with you boys? How about you sink some goddamn dishes and stop with the yapping? Because they're in the kitchen. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I saw that. I that is a oh suit line right I there. I started howling, and she looked at me. She goes, what is so funny? I, I showed her. She goes, well, that's mean. Yeah. I said, see, you, you just you don't get it. Yeah, that's that's, that's the Hey, uh, how about those dishes? Uh, they're, about, they're not going to do themselves. Can we play some Battleship? How about you sing some goddamn dishes and stop with the yapping? Oh, my God. I started laughing. That's funny. He had another good one, too. What was it? Wow, I just saw the one where he uh, Raquel Welch auditioned for the role oh, of Mary. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That can't be Yikes. real. Well, I don't know. Her outfit looks real, but <laughs> but yeah, he might have made it up because of the outfit. I'm guessing. Why wasn't yeah. she selected? I, I don't know. I didn't. I was real. unaware that she. Oh, ever... So we're gonna put Raquel Welch in Gilligan's Island. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think so. Too big of a star at the time. Is Orson Welles gonna play the skipper? I mean, come on. What? <laughs> orange whip. Orange whip. Three orange whips. That one's good too. That's a John Candy reference, Rook. One trip, one trip. <laughs> I'll have a crispy chicken salad and a caramel iced frappe. 1972. Go McBleep yourself. Here's a cheeseburger and a Coke. Advantage 1972. She, uh, she actually did audition, Kenny. Want to eat healthy? Really? She wasn't chosen, yeah. So she I'll chose it. Baseball, baseball for she me. She didn't get the gig, it says. Carol you know, O'Connor. She was asking too much. Carol O'Connor so, auditioned for the part of the skipper. Worst right really? worst writing ever. Uh-oh. Speaker McCarthy sends DC in an utter panic after announcing he wants to release all footage from January 6th. Oh boy. Oh, oh yeah, this is going to it's going to be a bleep show for 2 years at least. <sighs> well, good. We'll get nothing nope. accomplished. Nope. Songs that made the hit parade. <laughs> oh, the Billy, hit parade. Billy Gibbons is a cool tweet about Jeff Beck, Johnny. Yeah, they were extremely close friends. Did I tell you I finally did watch that um, little old band from Texas? Oh, yeah. yeah God, that's a, great. That's excellent. really, really good. It is. It is a tease. It's just, just the footage alone is worth the time to watch yeah. it. Yes, Most down-to-earth three guys you'll ever meet. Yeah. yeah. And they seem to genuinely give a shit about each other. That's pretty cool and rare. <laughs> What'd you do with that first check? A lot of cocaine. <laughs> a lot of cocaine. Isn't that what he said, or did he say a lot of drugs? I can't remember. Yeah, well, he one, I don't know which, but yeah, he did. Okay. 
Rook, tell me you've seen the guy that um, gets slingshotted across the... No. Oh, yeah. The Dubai skyline. John, the best thing about those died? Elvis specials from the early 70s, yeah. the the Elvis karate moves. God, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. They're just so bad. <laughs> Did you ever watch um, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. Mac always had the Elvis karate moves. He always yeah. did those. Uh, I was unaware they're still making those, huh? Yeah. I didn't. Dylan told me. I'm like, really? I haven't seen them for about three years. He goes, oh, you probably missed a couple seasons. Huh? They're making the Reno 911 again, too. But they're really short. They're, you know, and like those 10, guys 12. look old. Well, those little clips. So do we. True. So do we. True. Yeah. People make fun of our picture about once a month on Twitter yeah. or Facebook. Right. Who are these so. guys? Who are these guys? Rightfully so. You know the one that's down the hall by the yeah. uh, by the old radio studios? Yeah. The big yeah. one with yeah. Joe in the middle and yeah. yeah. I know. You guys I was in my twenties in that picture. Yeah. Well, that's the one everybody <laughs> makes fun of on social media. Yeah. Because we must have it up somewhere on our website. I think it's on our Facebook. It's yeah. on our Facebook yeah. page. People always make fun of it. Barely in my twenties, but I was still in my twenties. When was that? What what year was that? Oh it was God, two thousand seven. Yeah, it was before ten. It was two thousand. I because I just been, started working here. Yeah, I'd, I'd only been back a few years. What year did you come back? Oh, Songs that two. made the hit parade. Oh two. Oh two. Gotcha. Uh, Joe O'Brien. Yep. I m either made the most brilliant move or I made the most, the he dumbest asked, move ever. That's what he said to me after he hired you. He asked Ginny if it was okay. So it's smart. It's blame Ginny. <laughs> Be forever blame grateful. Ginny. All right, I'm out, Braz. Yeah, I'm done. Here work too. With so. Yeah, I should. No, sorry, has become too. tiresome. Who took over for Joe? Uh, Steve. That's right? who brought Steve, Steve back. Okay. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Because I never, I never worked with Joe. You worked with Steve, though, right? Oh, yeah. Joe, yep. uh, Joe, I'm responsible, or Joe's responsible for me too, because he talked to Layton. Said, "Hey, I'd ever want to work news again." In fact, Steve is the one that asked me if I wanted to start filling in for you, Soul Man. Because I was only, I wasn't quite full time with my talk, and I was like, "Sure, I'll hang out with the fellas." And he said, "Have you ever done traffic before?" I said, "Nope." He said, "Don't worry, you." You just have to, you know, just get the sponsors. Get the sponsors. That's exactly what he said. Just get the sponsors in. Yeah. I said, oh, well, all right, cool. Because I think, was Roycey doing mornings then? He must have been. I don't remember. Was it after? No, Willie? it wasn't. It was still uh, Willie and Jay. Yeah. The first, the first time, it, I didn't, I didn't fill in for you many times on that show. But Willie and Jay were still doing the morning show. Because I didn't know either either of them at all, except Willie would always stare at Colleen when she'd come in. That's creepy. To work, yeah. I wonder if he got sober. That he was uh, a guy in need of the cure. So that picture picture of Tom, I only saw this real because you just responded to the photo. Is that upstairs in the boardroom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it cool. Like it. Yep. You don't recognize that paneling, huh? I've never been. I don't think I've ever been in that boardroom. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's where we used to go to sign them. Oh. 
Mine's usually downstairs in the bathroom. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah, and they just hand it to you and say, "Here, here it is. It's a half a page." All right, fellas, I'm going to go check on the new door. Where are you going, John? Yeah, you got now, it. Okay, see you, bro. Uh, Christopher, Hi. I will see you on Monday now. Oh, because Dan nice. said four days a week, and Joe said Monday through Thursday. I'll probably be in studio on Monday. Oh, because you're coming down. Sure. Where are you staying? Uh, are you staying here Monday night or in, in the city? Yeah. I'm, I think I'm staying through Wednesday. Rob's got a bunch of meetings lined up for me. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I don't have to work Monday morning because of the holiday. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Duh. Oh, shoot. I got to rock. I got to bring the boys with me on Monday. They don't have school and we don't have. Yeah. I just, I know you guys don't care, but I always just want to at least make sure it's okay. Who cares? Bring them in. They're, I know. They're cool. I, I can't. I'm sorry, Chris. I can't live with that. <laughs> the one guy can't that have, hasn't can't have the kids in, there. in the studio in three years. <laughs> hey, wait. I was in there, what, a month ago when Steven was in? That's true. You did. Oh, plus two now that they've, because William's got his, uh, like they do all their schoolwork on his, on their Chromebooks. So he just yeah. gets to sit there and do homework and stuff. And he likes hey, it. So. Uh, Such made reference early on before this was public to wearing a tuxedo um are you guys gonna dress up wait what i don't i don't have a tuxedo i don't, even have, a, I don't even have a suit jacket anymore i don't think oh you don't have a suit i have All a right. suit but i don't have a tuxedo and i'm not sure as hell not renting one but yeah. you you wouldn't wear a suit i'll wear i mean if we're going to i'll wear a suit i don't I care have, well i, I gotta know because of the dry cleaning it's, gotcha. it's probably a little late now isn't it yeah, I'm wearing jeans and no. a t-shirt. Well, I guess yeah, by you there is. But there's a great 24-hour dry cleaner that I found in uh, in Prior Lake. And there, there's a chain of them. some other fat guy's suit back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This, uh, I bought this suit from Jaime's. It's called, uh, hold on, I'll see if they have one in your area, Kenny. Mm, they don't. Oh, yeah. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to wear overalls. Yeah! 24-hour in Alec. Yep, right here. What is this place called? Come on here. Spectrum? Is that ringing a bell, Kenny? Nope. Okay, they're 24 hours. Yeah. The Fairy Laundress? Oh, this is Alexandria, Virginia. Uh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's uh, see you tomorrow. I'll see you Monday. I can't say Flip Wilson anymore now. Damn. Yes. Damn. Well, that's cool. I'm glad to. See, I'm. I'm. I'm glad for that, I'm, John. I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, and I will send you a timesheet shortly here too. Oh yeah, please do. In just moments from now. Okay. Have a good weekend, Johnny. You too. I will see you Monday. See you, John.